American football in Finland. That's how good he is. That's definitely the best offensive player. He could play receiver, quarterback, or running back if he needed to. Try to make them have a run game, which we know that they really don't have. I like to say he's kind of like, he kind of does like he's playing Madden when it comes to the playoffs. He starts doing a lot of weird stuff that you think can only happen on video games, and he gets away with it. But he ain't better. But in my opinion, he ain't better than Jabari Harris. I'll take Jabari Harris all day. Put that on the podcast, too. American football in Finland. The voice in your ears right now is Perfect Purvis, and this is American Football in Finland. First-time listeners, welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy brutally honest football analysis and opinions, because I'm all out of bullshit. Returning followers and AFF faithful, you know what it is, T-I-F. Today on the show, joining me is none other than, you might have seen him recently on Facebook, putting up videos of the top players in the Maple League. Coach Q, welcome to the show, man. Hey, what's going on, Purvis? Thanks for having me. Today we're going to do a full recap and analysis of the Tampa Saints at the halfway point of the Maple League season. Let's get right into it. Coach Q, you've been doing a little bit of research on this Tampa squad. They're 1-3 right now. Tell us a little bit about this team. Uh, well, the Saints actually um... – you know, their stats are pretty good coming into this the second half of the season right now. All right, well, first off with the Saints, um, their team stats don't look as bad uh, as, as you would hope, I would say hope, but um, they're doing actually pretty good for this first part of the season. Uh, right now, they're fourth in scoring, uh, they're third in total yards with 352 yards a game, uh, third down conversions, they're second, fourth down conversions, they're fifth, uh, which is not too bad right now. Um, turnover margin. They do have four interceptions and in, um, well, they got five fumbles on defense. Uh, red zone, they're third. Uh, so overall, as an offense, um, their offense is doing pretty good. They could make some more plays. Got to be able to keep the ball in their hands and not turn the ball over and give teams chances to score on them. But as far as team stats right now, you know, they're in that third, fourth range in pretty much all the categories. If you want to go down to the quarterback, uh, Kyle Nolan, he's, he's been having a pretty good year. He has 10 touchdowns. Four interceptions. His efficiency ratings is 133.4. Um, he actually has 100 and ru 101 rushing yards. He's second in passing in the league, uh, which you probably would expect. He's second in total offense. So they're doing pretty good on the offensive side of the ball. Um, running backs, just tiny. He's doing pretty good. Has 29 attempts for 151 yards. One touchdown. he got to get in the end zone a little more for, if he wants to help the offense. Um, but he is leading his team in rushing. Um, Mickey. One of the star receivers for the Saints is doing pretty good right now. Has 23 receptions, 369 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, he's averaging about 92 yards a game in receiving. Um, I believe they do need to get Mickey the ball more. He is an explosive receiver, explosive guy. Um, so maybe the second half of the season, they'll probably try to get the ball in his hands a little more. Because um, he's right now number two in receptions and yards in the league. Um, he's number four in receptions in the league. Uh, number seven in all purpose in the league. So Mickey is having a pretty good year. Um, he'll probably have those numbers will probably go up going into the second half where they'll try to give him the ball a little more. And then one of the twin towers, Mr. Ely Lane, he's doing uh, everything possible to help the Saints team uh, right now. Uh, he has 21 receptions, 330 yards. He has five touchdowns. And then, like I said, we're just in the halfway point of the season. So those numbers are going to go up right now. He's number two in receptions. He's number four in, in TDs in the league. 
He number five in receiving averages in the league and number nine in all-purpose yards. So Mr. Hillary Lane is actually balling right now. Um, if he keeps that up, the Saints will go far. Um, defensively on the side of the ball, uh, the Saints are second in the scoring defense right now, second in total yards, and uh, third and third down conversions. The third down conversions um, for defense is very important, something that they, they are doing pretty good right now. They're not giving up a lot of first downs, so they just have to get that turnover margin up a little bit and get the ball in their offense a little more. They're second in uh, defensive red zone, so they're doing pretty good uh, keeping guys out of the end zone and in the red zone. Back to some of the defensive players, uh, Jeff Cote, Mr. Elliott Jeff Cote, right now has 14 tackles, uh, one pass breakup, one forced fumble. Uh, punt return, he's averaging about 12 yards. Kick returns, about 22 yards. So Mr. Jeff Cote, um, he is an import. Uh, and always said that they don't bring imports over to be average, and right now, He's, he's having a pretty average season. He needs to make a lot more plays for this defense um, if these guys want to have a chance going into the playoffs. Um, he is number three tackles on the team. He's number three in punt return average in the league. Uh, so he's doing pretty good in that area. Uh, Miko Yolowski, the linebacker, he has nine tackles, one tackle for loss and two interceptions. That's pretty good for a linebacker um, on the interception side. He can have a lot more tackles, but uh, he's playing against a lot of teams that do pass the ball. So Sometimes it's hard for linebackers to get in there on that tackle stat when a lot of these guys are going four wide and five wide. Um, Tony Ballin, obviously the general of that defense, he has 26 tackles, four tackles for loss. He leads the team in tackles, which you would expect. He's number five in the league. Um, I can see this probably changing. I think he'll go up to number you know three in the league, top two in the league if, if going on to the regular um, the end of the season. Um, Mr. Vile, you know one of the, I think every finished player's favorite safety. Uh, he's doing what he possibly can do. He's my doing. favorite. I'm putting this on the podcast, man. <laughs> all three. That's my boy. He's my favorite. I don't care who got something to say about it. That's my boy. All right, Sorry, yeah, man. But Vila is having a pretty good season uh, changing team. I think he's still getting, um, you know, getting used to playing with those guys and, and uh, just trying to find his place. Uh, he's always around the ball. He can make big plays at any time. So he's having a pretty good season so far. Uh, Yane Cruz, D-lineman. Uh, he's number two in sacks in the league, if, if you would have guessed that. I don't think those big guys get enough love, but I'm going to show him some love right now to D. Lyman. Uh, he has 13 tackles. He has three tackles for loss and, and actually has a pass breakup. So he's doing pretty good at the D. line spot. And also we got Yuha Avila. He's also a D. Lyman that's having a pretty good season for the Saints. He has 14.5 tackles for loss, three sacks, and he leads the team in sacks. Um, so I got that wrong. Yuha uh, is the leading, team, leading the team in sacks. And uh, Yanni Cruz is uh, right behind him, actually. All right, so next on some general stats that we have for these guys. Uh, Just Tiny has more yards on less carries than Monty Air and averages almost two or more yards per carry. Uh, Monty Air just seems to find the end zone a little more. His stats right now are 39 attempts, 140 yards. He's averaging about three yards a carry and two touchdowns. So Monty Air, we got to try to get in that end zone a little more. Um, the average is actually pretty good. I think if you ask any offensive coach if the running back gets the ball, and he gets you three yards to carry. I'll take that. Um, the Saints have not played in front of a crowd larger than 487 people this season. So that's a little smart little fact to know. Um, the Saints have played 239 offensive plays and 238 defensive plays this season, which is uh, pretty balanced if you if you look at it on, on either side. Um, this season, the Saints are negative 30 in second quarter scoring. So in the second quarter, they're not putting up they're not putting up too many points right now in the second quarter. So um, if they are winning games or losing games, they're not doing it. Whatever, if they're losing it, it's happening somewhat in the second, third quarter. Um, so they have to get that number up. 
Uh, the quarterback, Kyle Nolan, is the number three rusher for the Saints. So you got to you gotta look forward to that. The quarterback can get you some rushing yards, which is good. Anytime you got a mobile quarterback, he can definitely help you out. He's six uh, foot six, man. Yeah, big tall guy, too. Damn. <laughs> big tall guy. Um, the Saints have had three separate kickers this season. I don't think any other team has probably gone through that or ever will go through that. So um, they're just switching it up. They got a lot of guys that can kick, apparently, in Tampa. So that's uh, – that's pretty good. Well, all right, Q. Thanks for uh, informing us about the Saints stats this season. It's good to hear that they're on the up and up, and they actually have some players that are doing well despite the one and three record they have so far. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're in the middle of another awesome episode of AFF. Why am I interrupting you right now? Because I got bills to pay. American Football in Finland is a podcast for the people, by the people. And that means I need the people, aka you, the listeners, to become invested in AFF by becoming a patron. Becoming an AFF patron is pretty simple. Click the Become a Patron button on the Podbean app and decide how much you really love American Football in Finland. If you like the show and want exclusive content, become a Level 1 supporter. A level one supporter consists of donating $1 per month to the podcast. That's $12 a year for exclusive AFF content. Level two patrons are true AFF promoters. For donating $3 per month as a level two promoter, you not only get exclusive patron content, but also throw in some free American football in Finland gear so you can show the world your support for AFF. Now, if you really ride with me in the AFF podcast, you can donate $5 per month and become a Level 3 Loyalist patron member. Level 3 Loyalists get all the privileges of a promoter and a Level 1 patron with the additional opportunity to become a guest speaker on American football in Finland. Loyalists don't just support the show, you are the show. But no matter the patron level you become, supporter, promoter, or loyalist, it'll be greatly appreciated because you, the listeners, will help make AFF the best damn podcast ever. So let's make American football in Finland great. Become a patron today. Uh, for the next section of the show, let's let's get into the team strengths of the Saints. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you got down for team strengths for this team. Uh, right now, I'll say the team strengths for the Saints are their receivers. Um, they have a lot of big, big play receivers. If uh, Kyle Nolan can get the, those guys the ball, they can put up points um, on the board. I mean, the Twin Tower the twin tower combo is a nice one right now. They're fun to watch every game. They're always connecting. Um, their receivers right now, I would have to say, are the probably the, the second-best receiver core in the league. Um, going into the second half of the season – I do expect them to put up more numbers and to actually make a lot of more plays than they, what they've been doing right now. So strengths, I'll go with those receivers. And uh, the quarterback, um, I will give their defense some love. They actually held the Roosters um, to, to the, le- the, the least points they've had in the first half in um, all season. So those strengths right now are looking pretty good for the Saints. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm going to add in on these ones. But uh, for me, Saints' strength is – is their roster in general. They have one of the most talented core rosters in the league. Uh, they got some of the best finished players in the league on that team. And you can see it. Like you said, like some of these guys are 
one or two or two or three in the league in stats. And then some of these guys are constantly on the highlight plays. So they have a lot of good players, a lot of good core pieces, yet somehow they only have one win out of four games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another strength for them is that their defense is playing well. It's number two in the league this year. Like you said, they're the only defense that kind of held the Roosters, actually created a turnover. The Roosters have like two turnovers on the entire season, and this team made one of those happen, I think. So their defense is playing well. They have some strengths. It's just kind of baffling right now. They only have one win. Yeah. So uh, moving on, let's talk about the negatives then. What are some of the weaknesses for the Tampa the Saints? Uh, I'll say overall weaknesses is probably their their youth. Um, you have a lot of young guys. They do have some veterans, but I think as far as a core, um, a lot of these guys just need more experience. They need more playing time um, to be ready for this league, to actually have more consistent play. Um, right now, I think that's probably their biggest weakness. I wouldn't, I could name a few more, but I think overall it's just experience. It's being able to step up in the big games. It's being able to keep a lead. It's being able to make those big plays when you need them, um, which they're just inconsistent right now in doing. You use the experience, but like I, everything you said about the experience is what I have down. Like, I think, (laughs) yeah, like I put down like their offense is full of potential, but it has inconsistent production like mm-hmm. like i just said all these they have all these great players but like you said they don't make the big plays i put on mm-hmm. here for defense their defense gives up the big play when that mm-hmm. defense has a chance to you know create that turnover put their defense in a position to uh put a little bit of fear into offenses what they do usually is give up that big play this defense a lot of these guys on this defense have nice stats because they're playing well for most of the drive and then they give up a big play or their Mm -hmm. offense goes three and out and they get put back on the field so quickly that they can't hold a team for the next drive and then boom, big score again. So Mm -hmm. both their offense and their defense are playing inconsistent in the fact that the offense, it has to get in the rhythm and it really, they don't get in the rhythm this season. They really haven't done it, but a few drives and obviously that Crocodiles game, they were perfect. But the defense, they've been playing good all year, but they will give up the big play. And that's what's got them at only three wins is that that defense can't make the stops when you need to. But, again, it's compliment ball, their offense. I also agree with you. It could be because they're so young. They have a lot of players, and not necessarily maybe young by years, but young by experience. Yeah. Yeah. You look at a lot of these guys, they're tampered guys, which means, what, three years ago they were in Division I, mm-hmm. you know, and they were riding high being in Division I. Four or five years ago they are Division Two. Like this team, it's a, a very good core. Like I said, a lot of good finished players, but like you also said, the experience is what's probably holding them back right now. Um, the last thing I was going to say, and this, of course, plays into it, is overall, in my opinion, and I want the Tampa the Saints, if you're listening, I want you to hear this one. I got I to gotta give it to you straight, you know, Purvis knows. Overall, the Tampa the Saints team, they don't have that it factor. Mm. When, when they're faced with adversity, when it gets tough, when the game is on the line, there's nobody that says, you know what, I'm going to make this play or this is what's going to happen. Me personally, favorite receiver nowadays uh, Hillary Lane, one of the Twin Towers. I love the 6-6 combination to 6-6 combination. But when the game gets tough, 
so far in this season, this first half, I'm only saying first half. Y'all can change, y'all can prove me wrong, change my mind in the second half. But in this first half of the season, when the team needs that that score, they don't get it. When they need that stop, they don't get it. And then when you look around, there's nobody that's trying to make that play. There's nobody stepping up. Uh, they have leaders on this team. They're a very cohesive unit, but I don't see anybody standing apart when those times come and making their teammates accountable for not making the big play. They're settling. Mm-hmm. They're settling for, okay, well, at least we were in it or at least we had a chance. Mm-hmm. And they can't do that, but that's a weakness they have right now is that they don't have the it factor. There's, some, there's something about stepping on that field and knowing that, you know what, if it come down to it, me or you, it's going to be you because I know what I'm going to do. They mm-hmm. don't have that. They just don't have it. I mean, they got some pretty cool-looking celebrations sometimes, but they don't have the it factor. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the last weakness I'm going to give them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's talk about the key players and, and what some of the key players need to do for this team to be successful or at least get a turnaround in the second half. Who do you have down there? Uh, well, you know, you had the obvious Kyle Nolan and, and uh-huh. Hillary Lane. I'll say those two guys, uh, they have to step it up. Uh, like you said, when, when they need that play made in big games and close games, those guys have got to be able to connect. They got to be able to put points on the board and, and, and keep drives going when they need it. Um, along with Mickey also in that combination, too. They just have to have this. This offense has to step up if they want to have a chance to go into the playoffs and actually making a run. Um, the third person I would say is Tony Ballin. Like, I, I know he's a leader. I know he's the general of that defense, but he himself has to be the playmaker. He has to make plays. He has to make that defense rally around him and to also bring up that intensity on that defense. It's, it's, it's one thing when you're making plays, but when the rest of the defense wants to make plays with you, then your defense become a better a better unit. And I think Tony Ballin, he has the ability to be that guy. He just has to find a way to get those guys to believe that, you know what, we are a good defense. We can't stop people on the regular, and we just have to do it. And I think Tony Ballin is, is the important key in that factor. I'm going to add on to yours before I get into mine. With Tony Ballin, like how you said, like he's, he's making plays but kind of doing it by himself. It's kind of like he's Batman, and, you yeah. know, Batman needs a Robin. Yeah. Where's the Robin, guys? Where's <laughs> the Robin? Like somebody has to go up there and, you know, tell him, hey, I got your back too. I'm the other guy. Uh, me personally, I think Yuha Uli Arvula could be the other guy, but uh, I'm put it out there, Yuha, saying you miss a couple sacks this year, man. I mean, you got to get out there and get them. Sacks hard to come by in the league this year, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, top, the top sack – the top sacks in the first half of the season, there's, I think, three or four players who have three sacks. Mm. Three sacks in a five-week period, which isn't bad if it wasn't for the fact that a lot of these quarterbacks, there's at least three or four quarterbacks in the Maple League with over 100 yards rushing. And that includes mm. if you get sacked. So that means they're getting sacked every once in a while, but they're running and gaining yards, which mm-hmm. is why these guys can't get sacks. So it's harder this year. And, you know, you high. Might be getting up there in age, man. I don't know. But I'm going to need you to, you know, show me something. Be better than average. Be great. I mean, that's saying a lot since you are tied for first in sacks right now. But the entire <laughs> league is down on sacks, in my opinion. Yeah. But, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about the superheroes. Uh, the players I got on here, Judge Tiny. He's a key player for this team, but he's playing in a running back by committee. But he's mm. the best running back. 
that's got to be changed. You got to let this guy loose. Judge Tiny has incredible speed, decent vision. I only say decent because I'm a running back and I've seen some things that he needs to work on. But in comparison to his counterparts on that team, he's the most efficient. He's averaging five yards to carry, but he's not getting as many carries as some of the other guys. Him and the other two running backs are rotating one or two series at a time before they go in, or one of them will come in during another series. If you know a running back, running back needs reps. Running back needs to get in a rhythm. Running back needs a lot of plays to fill the gaps, to fill where the holes are going to be, set up runs for later in the game. Just Tiny is the type of guy that can go 60 if you give it to him enough times. Mm-hmm. But if he's only getting the ball six or seven times a game, he's never going to get free. You rarely will see a running back with less than 10 carries get over 100 yards or break a long run. Yeah. There's very few that can do it. You got guys like Justin Bell who come in as a featured guy. So when he goes in, he's going in trying to score every time. And then he knows he has to go play defense. But Judge, he's an offensive guy. When he comes out, he's just standing on the sideline, getting cold. They need to let this guy go. He needs to get free and let let him free. Give him free. Let (laughs) Judge Tiny free. And I promise you, things are going to happen for that defense, that offense, actually. Things are going to happen for that offense in the running game that they're they're really lacking in that area sometimes when they need it most because the passing game has its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. The next guy I want to talk about is Mickey J. In my opinion, I love the Twin Towers, Hillary. That's my boy, Kyle, other 6'6". Y'all know I like you guys. But in my opinion, Mickey J is what this offense should be surrounded around. This offense needs to be structured around getting him the ball in different ways, as many ways as possible. Like you said, he needs more touches. He needs some jet sweeps or some put him at running back. He can play running back too. I mean, I know y'all got like three of them, but he can play running back too. Get him on some bubble passes, some wheel routes, put him at outside receiver and inside receiver, move him around, motion him, jet, jet fly action, fake it to him, use him as a decoy. He should be the center of this offense. And that will put them in situations to make those big plays more often mm-hmm. because this offense, it gets stagnant sometimes when, when those simple check downs don't work. They, they run a lot of short pass games, but if those passes are incomplete, it, it puts them in third and long and their receiving core as a group. They just don't have the separation skills to make those big plays all the time, especially when you need it. Like we said earlier, when adversity hits and you need it, they don't really have it. So give, make it easier. Give Mickey yeah. the ball more often. It'll make it a lot easier when you have third and three, third and two, instead of third and six, third and seven, where now the defense knows what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Exactly. Last, last uh, key players I'm going to put out there, uh, I'm picking a group on this one, not an actual player. The secondary group from the Saints, man. This secondary group, they're the ones that's giving up the big plays. Watch the games. I mean, their run, their run defense is decent. They can stop the run. But what's happening is I've seen plays where my boy Yuha, he's right there on the quarterback, but don't get to him in time. And when that quarterback lets go of that ball, the receiver's catching it because he's open. And that ain't on Yuha. That's on the back end. And the back mm-hmm. end gives up those big plays. They're just being inconsistent. They've actually got a lot of PBUs. So they're defending passes. But if you're going to give up the big play, you got to make a big play. I think with that secondary group in the second half, 
I need to see less PBUs, more interceptions from them. They need to start creating those turnovers to make up for the fact that, okay, they're going to get beat every once in a while. It's okay. When you play DB, you know that. You know you're going to get beat, and then everybody's going to talk shit. But then you also got to know that, hey, I'm going to go get a pick, and then you're going to have to say, okay, okay. Right now, I don't have to say, okay, okay. I ain't seen no picks. How many picks y'all got out there? Like two or three between the whole defense? Actually, let me get the stats. How many picks they got, man? They got four interceptions in four games. It's like one a game, which isn't bad, but your plus minus is still negative one. So you got to get more. I hope you're enjoying the show so far, but I have to take this time to give some of my listeners a much needed wake up call. It's 2018, people. If you're listening to this podcast from a link, you're doing it wrong. Just follow American Football in Finland on the Podbean app and get instant notifications when new episodes are published. If you're too lazy to use the Podbean app, that's okay. AFF is also on the iTunes podcast app. So just type in American Football in Finland and click the subscribe button. Don't forget to give me a five-star rating while you're at it. And Android users can subscribe on Google Play. It's 2018, people. Keep up. Let's talk about what the Tampa Saints need to do to be successful. What are some of the keys to success for this team moving forward in the second half of the season? We're going to forget the first half. Let's go Mm -hmm. to the second half and see what they need to do to be successful. Um, I think first off, to be successful in the second half of the season for the Saints, they just have to win. They Mm -hmm. have to win. They're at this point now in the season where – Wins and losses are starting to count. They're starting to matter. And that's the most important thing. Do what you have to do to make sure you get that W. Um, if it's if it's throwing the, throwing the ball more to Hillary Lane and, and hoping that he's getting big, big plays or if it's getting the ball to Mickey or if it's defense, you know, getting turnovers, the main thing they have to do is to win. Some, I, I mean, just to specifically say it, their defense uh, secondary have to make more plays. They have to stop some of these receivers. Mm-hmm. They have to stop – for one, they have to stop that Charles Wart effect. And I hate to throw his name in there while I'm talking about the Saints, but what he did to them last time he played them was just ridiculous. Uh, they had no answer for him at all. Um, they cannot have an- another game like that against him or any other receiver. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what they do on offense. Their defense is going to lose the game for them in, in the secondary. So, um, to, for them to be successful, I think their, deep, their, their defense has to play better. The DBs have to play better, and offensively, they have to put more points on the board. To win games in the Maple League now, 30 points isn't enough anymore. You know, Big these 12 a lot football of, out here. Big yeah, 12 football. A, it's a lot of scoring going on. So if you can't put up 40 to 50 points in some of these games, you, you won't be close to winning. So uh, I think the major key success for the, for the Saints is just to win ball games. Do whatever you have to do to put yourself in a, in a place to where you win the game. I like what you said. Uh, I know we're talking about the Saints, but I like the the term, the Charles Ward effect. We got to make that go viral, man, or at least in Finland, the Charles Ward effect. <laughs> but, uh, for me, the key to success for the Saints is their offense needs to get in a consistent groove and stay there. What they've been doing, it hasn't been working. They've been up. They've been down. There's been big plays, but then it goes away and you don't hear from this team for the rest of the half or something like that. And I don't care what you got to do to do it. If you need to do some, like, team-building exercises, some some <laughs> trust demonstration, y'all need to go on a retreat. This midsummer is just over. Hopefully y'all were, like, hanging out together and getting the, and maybe holding footballs and saying, hey, 
this is where the lace is going to be when I throw the pass, or this is how I'm going to hand it off. So I don't care what you're doing, but y'all need to get it together. Y'all have way too much talent, way too much firepower on that offense to not be putting up, like you said, 40 points or more. This offense can easily score 45 points every game. Every game. Here's my challenge to the offense with Tampa Saints. Score 40 in the next game. I don't care who you're playing. Just score 40 in the game, and I won't say nothing else about the offense. <laughs> I promise. Uh, another key to success for this team, and I went a little bit outside the box on this one, special teams. Mm. Tampa Saints, your special teams need to be special because of all of the reasons I just said. The offense is inconsistent. The defense gives up big plays, which means you got to find somewhere else to, to make up that difference. Maybe you can't always score on offense. Maybe you can't always stop them. But I've seen uh, Elliot Jeffcoat take some kickoff returns. He had a 40-yarder earlier this year. He's actually number two or three in the league in kickoff return average. Mickey J, he hasn't had that many opportunities yet, but he can make a big play in the special teams. And then lastly, my boy, Ville Valtteri Suoyanen, he's a punter, kickoff returner and everything. He can do a – he's done a fake punt already. Those are the players you need. Something on fourth, fourth and ten, he fakes it and runs and gets a first down. Next time, make it a touchdown. You know, something like that to change the game. Special teams need to become special for this team. This, this team has way too much talent not to focus on that as that third aspect of the game. Yeah. Last thing I'm going to say – Keys to success for the Saints, they need to get rid of that whole we just want to compete attitude they got on the field. You can see it on the field. They're playing hard, but when shit don't go their way, it's just like, oh, damn, it didn't go our way. Well, at least we tried. No, 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 no. Y'all one and three right now. Fuck the moral victories. Excuse my language. But y'all got to get some dubs or y'all going to be sitting at home in the playoffs. And I'm going to be mad at myself for saying that y'all was a playoff team for the second year in a row, okay? <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Y'all need to go out there. If you don't make the play, somebody need to be upset about it. And not once you get on the sideline. Let me see some emotion on the field. That is contagious. If you yeah. are okay, especially you import guys, if you're okay with a mistake, your teammate is going to be like, well, it's okay to make a mistake. Y'all have to hold each other accountable and get rid of this well, we just want to make the playoffs. Y'all need to be playing like y'all are trying to get to the Maple Bowl, which means you need to be putting it on the line every play. There is no tomorrow. Y'all should never be punting the ball ever again until y'all start winning games. Don't make any sense. Use all four downs, goddammit. I want to see this team play like they want to win instead of play like they just happy to be there. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, man. I feel like I'm really coming at y'all. I just had a Coke. I got a lot of caffeine going on, man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> moving on to the next segment, let's talk about keys to failure. What would happen to make this team continue losing and just not be able to turn it around for the rest of the season? What do you got, Q? Uh, I don't have a lot to say in that area. I'll just say this. Um, the Saints, you just have they just have to step up. If they do not step up, they continue playing how they've been playing, then they won't expect much at the end of this season. Um, if you look at the wins and losses, it's not looking pretty good right now. And you're thinking about the, the next few games that you have, they're very important. You have to steal some of these games and win some of these games. Um, if you don't, so I'll say if 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 they don't, 
uh, win a few of these games, they're gonna they're gonna be exactly what they were last year. Just hoping, you know, you don't want to be in this league competing. I will say this: uh, if you look at the, the the competition in the league right now, besides the Roosters, all the rest of the teams are pretty balanced. You know, all of them are kind of playing the same way, looking the same way. Some yep. teams uh, look a little more, you know, together than others. But when you when you think about it, it's it's, it's up in the air who's going to the playoffs right now. Um, besides the Roosters, so. Um, the Saints, if they continue playing how they're playing now, it's, it's not going to end well for them. So I think they just have to step it up. They have to find another notch or another level of play. And I know they have it in, in them. They just have to find some kind of way to bring it out and show it on the field. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. Keys to, f- to failure for you guys is just keep doing what you're doing. If you keep doing what you're doing, y'all going to keep losing. That's pretty much what it is. In the second half, we should see some noticeable changes in how the Saints play. If we don't, then we won't see them in the playoffs. And I'm going to be very mad, man. I like going to Tampa. It's a fun place. <laughs> I like only like a two-hour ride for me, man, be on the bus and get there. You got to be having the wings and the fries. <laughs> like, last time I was there, they had parachute. They had people parachuting in. Like, it'd be – I mean, you got the jumpy house. Weather is usually good. There's like 15 stores like down the street. You can go to the bar before the game, you can go to the bar after the game, you can go shopping before the game. Mm. I mean, it's a good time, but I can't be coming out there if y'all going to continue to lose, man. I can't do it no more. <laughs> I can't do it. So uh, last thing we're talking about, we're almost out of here, not going to take up too much of y'all time. Second half expectations. What do we expect to happen with this team? Obviously, we've talked about what they should do and what they shouldn't do. But now let's just say, what do we what do we think is going to happen? Let's try to predict the future. What do you think is going to happen for the second half of the season with Tampa the Saints? Um, I think on the second half of the season for the Tampa the Saints, I think they will step up. I think they will uh, get on a, a, a nice little winning streak um, to get to that playoffs. Um, Kyle Nolan is a veteran quarterback. I think he can he can rally that offense to put more points on the board, not turn the ball over. Um, so I think the Saints will make the playoffs. I think they will be within the top two or three spot um, for the playoffs. I think they'll 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 show up some kind of way. I think that defense will make the plays they need to make um, to get them there. What they do when they get there is up to them. But I do think they'll be in the playoffs. I agree with you. Uh, I'm I'm totally expecting a turnaround second half, man. I think the offense will do what works for them, and they're going to stick to it more often. I think that over this midsummer break, I think Kyle Nolan and the entire offense probably stayed in the same apartment or room, and they were just watching film. That's what I think. I mean, you mm. can, you can tell me I'm wrong, but I'm not. I'm not gonna believe you. I believe that they was in the film room. I believe Tamu was in there with them, telling them what to do. I believe the coaches and the players was all in the film room all midsummer, getting this shit right. Um, in my opinion, I usually don't do this, but I'm gonna put it out there. I think in the next six games they have, they should be able to get four wins. I think they Ooh. should. I think, I think that just strictly off of what I've seen. Now again, I'm predicting. I'm predicting that that whole adversity thing won't come back to bite them in the ass. But I definitely think that they can beat the Butchers, Royals, and the Crocs. I think mm. they can. I put that out there, man. Y'all gonna try to kill me on social media? But that's all right. <laughs> I turn I turn my notifications off sometimes, so I won't I won't even worry about it. But I think that I think that they can come out with four wins and in the season of what five and five, and that's their fourth playoff spot for them. I think mm-hmm. they can do that. Okay.
If you like the AFF podcast, be sure to check out my website, perfectpurpose.com, for more football. I have new articles published daily about football in Suomi, interview articles on import players from around the globe, and I dabble in the interest topics about different aspects of American football on the international level. If you want more football, go to perfectpurpose.com and follow me as I observe football around the world. All right, well... That's it for the Tampa Saints. I think we went in as much as we could go in on the team on this one. At least me. I'm so sorry, guys. I just been drinking this Coke. It got me <laughs> wired. This is the final words portion of the show. This is where I like to give my guests, Q Floyd, the opportunity to use this platform to push whatever agenda he wants to. He can give shout outs. He can sell a product. Whatever he wants to. Mm-hmm. You got two minutes. Say what's on your mind. Uh, I just want to say to everybody out there that's listening, um, please stay tuned to what's going on in the league this 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 uh, this season. Uh, for one, Perfect Purpose and I myself, we are not getting paid to do any of this, but we're just doing this because we love the game. We want to see the uh, the Finnish Football League uh, expand. We want to see it be better. We want these players to get exposure. Um, this is the only reason why we're doing this. You know, we have regular lives, but. This is all for the players. This is all for the organization. This is all for the league. So I hope everybody appreciates that. Um, other than that, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed their midsummer. Let's get ready and get fired up for the second half of this season. All right. That's it for American Football in Finland. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show and tune in next week. And never forget T-I-F. That's it there. That's it. American Football in Finland is now on iTunes. Please rate the show and subscribe today. If you really like the podcast, follow AFF on the Podbean app. Search American Football in Finland and hit that follow button. And for all you loyal AFF listeners, we are now accepting Podbean patrons. Click become a patron on the AFF page and pledge your loyalty. Thanks for listening. American Football in Finland.